Khalif Raymond from the 30. Flag is down. And Raymond has run out of bounds. Another flag comes in at the 32. There are six flags on the field. Monday, March 20th, we're back. It's National French Language Day, which that one hits close to home for multiple members of this show. The most <laughs> most native French speaker, though, definitely Adam, hailing from Algeria. As most people know, national language over there. Uh, no, not a national Heat. language. <laughs> Heat, <laughs> air. Over oh, one. It was, if you want a little history lesson, um, it was a national language until they fought the war against the French and then out of hate for the French, they removed it as a national language, even though everyone there speaks it. So it's like everyone knows French, but we're not going to list it as a national language because we don't like the French. Oh, so it's just yeah. an on paper situation. Yeah, it's not on paper, but like everyone knows it. Hmm. It's an unwritten rule. People forget that segment. French yeah, so like the government doesn't speak French and like in school you don't speak French, but otherwise everyone speaks French. Another native French speaker, though, is Alex. <laughs> wow. Maybe like three years of my life I devoted to learning French in uh, junior high, and that was, uh, wow, uh, that was tough. So <laughs> well, I haven't retained much since then. I uh, I went with, with a friend of the show, Ryan Neeland, for all three years, so that was definitely an experience. Um, and I can assure you that both him and I still do not have no recollection of how to speak French. Yeah, that's the problem because Adam and I spent 12 years speaking French immersion in school. And I do feel like, you know, I would have had better grades if I did it in English. But, <laughs> you know, that's just maybe that's an, ex an excuse that I'm baking in. Like maybe that's a little Antonio. Like I could like I could have went to med school, but. Yeah, exactly. I, but instead I'm in communications because I took <laughs> French. Yeah, exactly. Maybe that's the angle. Oh, and do you know any French? I don't think... Do you? We. Oh. oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Minus two for me, dude. I'm getting dunked on early. This Can is I tough. add something? Also, the French we learned I didn't really like because Quebecois French is not as nice as like French French. Really? I, don't know if that's well, I mean, it's the same language. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> like, it's just an accent. Sounds, no. Sounds Isn't nasty. it quite different? No, it's it's the same language for Quebecois sure. Quebecois French sounds pretty bad, in my opinion. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's like a it's like having like our, a Scouse our, British our, accent versus like an American accent. I mean, it is what it is. It's worse. It, yeah. I, I was under the impression it was significantly different. No, that's like uh, parts of like Nova Scotia and stuff. They speak like Franglish. So they kind of change the words around, but um, like the French we learned is pretty much real French. And what's real French? Just Algerian French? Yeah. Well, French, French. So yeah, Algerian yeah. French. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know we were learning Algerian French. In, uh, yeah. Junior high. Well, we weren't, but okay. yeah. Yeah. But if history went another way, then it would have been. So <laughs> that's the spirit. Um. Tell them what movie we're watching next week, Owen. Let's get started on that, because we're going to talk about Sound of Metal later, but you're picking this one coming up, so obviously we're going to get to Sound of Metal later, but you're picking the one this week coming up. Let them know what it is. 
Okay, so I was thinking about whether I wanted to watch like a new movie or an old movie that I'd seen. And so I chose like a little bit of a happy medium. And I chose a movie I'd seen like years ago that I really liked, but didn't really remember. So we are going to be watching Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Okay. I've never even heard By of this. By the Coen brothers. What year is it from? Uh, Probably mid 2000s. Like it's 2000 period. Oh, yeah, there you go. 2000 it's directed by the same guys who did the coen brothers did with the uh, no with country the for old men. yes no country for old men yes and, and they, tragedy and they that. did fargo fargo if you've seen it that's a really good movie they're good directors so it's a, it's a great movie i've seen it a long time ago but all right good. oh brother where mm-hmm. art thou next week that's monday the 27th we're getting to that one so pencil that one in that's next on the board again we're going to do sound to metal later another thing i wanted to bring up to the people is if you listen to the show on spotify now, Adam taught me about this new function where literally if you're listening to this podcast right now and you go in Spotify and you swipe up, you can leave like I'll leave a poll or something in there and you can vote on it and you can also give some feedback. So if somebody wants us to throw a movie like, you know, I'll get I'll donate my suggestion to somebody from the crowd if somebody wants to give one. So uh, man of the people. Yeah, I'll do it. So I'll just leave just open idea for the listeners of the show if that's something they want to do. But obviously we're back. We were going to have Ethan on today, which we'll get him on, on Friday's show, which works just as well. I think the first week of March Madness, it's good to give him some time to sort of, you know, let it digest, let it sit. You ever eat too quick and then you like, you can't really do what you want to do after. I feel like it might've been one of those situations. So, but we did make it through the first weekend. I think Owen probably had the closest eye on it. What team like gripped you? What team were you watching that was like this well, one's tugging on the heartstrings? I definitely did not have the closest eye on it. Probably not even close. But Heat. Uh, oh, yeah. for three right now. I'm having just yeah. an abysmal showing. Arkansas has just captured my heart. They're the number one. The thing is with, with us is we're not like loyal watchers, so I think we all catch it at different times. So Arkansas was going on when I missed it, but I did see Musselman getting up there, taking the top Take off. Take the and, shirt off. It was electric. I, I, he, he had me the moment he did that. And who do they got coming up? They got Connecticut, UConn, right? That's a big game for my bracket, personally. I have uh, UConn going to the national championship game. So Heat. It's a bit unfortunate, but we'll see how that goes. So present you against a week ago you, really, is that yeah. matchup. That's tough. You know, when I was filling out my bracket this year, I feel like I do this every year. Maybe you guys can relate, but I'm like, I'm filling it out, and I'm like, what if this is the year, you know? What if this is the perfect bracket? Like, what if I fill this one out and I'm, like, the millionaire guy you, who nailed it? You just it? picture yourself on, like, ESPN with, like, Scott Van Pelt. Yeah. Like, how'd you do it? It's like, oh, man, like, just years of, like, hard work. Yeah. Like, what would my life be like if I filled it out? Like, how busy would I be right now? I definitely do not have the perfect bracket. And the one that grabbed me was FDU, which just lost from right after when we're recording this, which is tough because I don't know what it was about those guys, but they had little number two and number four, and they were so athletic, and those guards were so dominant. I mean, I really, I loved watching them on Friday. They were, dude. Those guys can take over a game. This has got to be the most shocking upset I've ever seen because they're like the worst basketball team, one of the worst basketball teams, like not ever, but they were by far the worst team in the field, like by Ken Palm ratings, like by a mile. They're the shortest team in the entire tournament. They only, the only reason they made the tournament, so they lost their conference championship to Miramac, but Miramac was a D2 school. And if you, once you, 
transfer from D2 to D1, there's like a five-year cooling period, like a wait period before you're eligible for tournaments. That's and nuts. so even though they lost their conference championship game, that, the only reason <laughs> they made it to the tournament was because of this like technicality, essentially. Like they were a, a horrible basketball team on, on paper, which makes it shocking. I like yeah. that they had the junior like in the school work in the communications department single-handedly just a guy who's like 19 just grinding for the entire school that was unbelievable and that they didn't have a band so they just kept the Dayton band they're like all right you guys can stay and work for us now like this is my favorite school ever I love FDU so it's tough to see him go any practice jersey team is always great to watch you know you got Kansas come in with brand new jerseys and Kentucky and Purdue got flash everyone's got flashy jerseys and then these guys were just rocking the like from the fucking gym bag. Like, here you go, like put on <laughs> the whatever number you the want. reversibles. <laughs> you know, to- Tobin was an unbelievable coach. The fact that he called his shot a, like two days before was was sick. I thought that was really cool. I thought it was enough. It was one of the best games I've uh, I've seen in in college basketball. Um, not just from the upset, but how they like finessed the hell out of Purdue. Um, and I thought it was embarrassing um, what they did to Zach Eady. I know Zach Eady still had a double-double. Uh, I think he had, like, maybe 20 points. But, like, the, at points, like, Purdue was scared to throw the ball into Zach Eady in the post, and he couldn't even get post positioning, just given how dominant this guy, these guys' these guys defense was. Um, it was it was really fun to see. I thought Sean Moore was nuts. But I just thought they played with a lot of heart. And I, you know, I like I said, I don't think it was lucky. Like I thought they just like kind of almost out coached Purdue, um, and uh, played a perfect game. So it was uh, it was pretty cool. On the point of their defense, like Alex touched on it, but they like one of the things that teams throughout the regular season didn't do well was they didn't deny the ball to Zach Eady. Um, and so what the guards for FDU did was they basically would almost double the ball, or a lot of the times double the ball when it got to the wing to prevent the post pass. And so they would push the guards basically to the corner, like to the uh, corner between the sideline and, and the, and the, and the, you know, half. Um, so the, so they basically wouldn't even allow a post entry pass. And then they would have, they would have somebody fronting Zach Eady, and then they would have somebody deep on the other side to help. So he's like, if you're to put it in football terms, they was basically bracketing him. And then they were double teaming or, or forcing the guard basically out of the play, which is really good. This is to me is like, I've kind of been on this train, um, but it's definitely cemented it. But you cannot make a deep run in March uh, with a big man as your best player, unless you also have really stellar guards. Like it's every year. It's Luca Garza. It's Caleb Swanigan. It's Zach Eady. It's free. It's Jabari Remember that Smith, like Charkowski guy on Gonzaga? Like that big Shemek Karnowski. Shemek Karnowski, yeah, Karnowski, Karnowski or whatever. Absolutely. Drew Timmy is another one. I mean, he can create his more shot, his shot better than some of these guys, but you still need it's if he's your best player it's just not going to work out yeah and, that's... and another thing i wanted to say plagiarized straight from ethan was <laughs> this over the past i think four or five years 17 percent of 15 and 16 seeds have won their games as that's opposed crazy. to like i think it was in the single like low single digits prior to that so that's i mean that's just wild to me you know what they're going to use that for eventually though an argument to expand the tournament eventually is what they're going to use that stupid thing for because this is what they're going to do with like i feel like the nba is such a pool of talent now that like it's not that surprising when like you know on a random night the rockets could beat the warriors like it's just like some guys get hot all the players are really good 
Like maybe that's the same thing in college where the I don't want the tournament to expand, but like if the UCB seeing sixteens and fifteens take over ones, then there's just no point to the regular season of the college basketball at that point, probably. I agree. Yeah. I would also say too, I think a big part of it is that these just the one and dones. Like I know that's been a thing for a while now, but uh, you know, nowadays the 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 one seeds, a lot of their best players are freshmen or they're really young guys. Uh, and so you get in a room with like these or in a game with, with like a 15 or 16 where they've played, you know, four years together, it's tough to, it's tougher to, to pull it out. Yeah. And that was something I was thinking about this week too, because like Kentucky won their first game, but lost on Sunday. And I was sort of looking at them in the huddle and it's like, you know, Cal Perry's kind of, giving them the instructions or whatever. And I was wondering to myself, like how much, like if your team's not really gelling together and you have such like a big figure who makes so much money, who's like bigger than the school, almost leading the team. Like, I wonder how easy it is to like, you know, try to perform under that. Like, I, I feel like there, there could be some level of strain for somebody that big. If you weren't really connecting with your teammates, like it might do more harm than good to have a guy that big. If your team bond isn't that strong, but then somebody like Izzo at Michigan state, you look at them and I mean, they might be as good of a bet to make the final four as anybody the way they're playing right now. So I don't know, like you either, you really got to hit the ground running with these, if you, with these one and dones, if you're one of those schools or else. Yeah. Yeah, I, I almost kind of agree with Phil in the sense that you don't want to have just one personality that's bigger than the team, whether that be player or um, or coach. Um, I know in the last few years, like, you look at those Villanova teams, like, they, um, I don't think anyone was bigger than the team or the Baylor team. Like, no one was, like, this hotshot prospect or this hotshot coach that was coming in and, and just dominating. Um, I know Kentucky's won a few, but, um, that was kind of before Calipari. Well, like he was already big, but you get the point. Um, so I, I, I do agree with you um, in, in that aspect for sure. Yeah. I think the only other things I had, I mean, well, a couple of things. FDU for me, Princeton I know did make the Sweet 16, but Princeton is Princeton. And FDU is has like the likable underdog factor. And even yeah. though Princeton's a 15 seed, I'm still not going to, you know, root my heart out for Princeton. I was more likely to cheer for yeah. Furman or FDU because they're, I've never heard of them before. And Furman had, I mean, I think Furman was rivaling Western Canada high school for enrollment. So the fact that they were on a run made them more likable to me, but Princeton, I mean, they're like so good at every, like they can't be good at everything is my, is my thing. Yeah. You, know? you can't have, this like it one. makes me feel bad about myself. <laughs> you can't be smart and making the sweet 16. Yeah, you got to lose in the first round. Yeah, yeah. Or, or go to the NIT. That's another yeah. structure for you to go in. Uh, Owen was big on uh, on Kamala Harris giving an enlightened locker room speech. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that, Howard? Howard. The Buffalo. Raw yeah. Bison. <laughs> Buffalo. <laughs> what inspired you so much about her team talk, dude? It was like watching uh, the 1980 USA Olympics. Do you believe in miracles watching her work the room in there? Yeah, I don't. I don't think she understands that the people in the locker room are like grown men. Like she t- was talking to them, like <laughs> like, like they were they like timbits. Yeah, yeah, like they're yeah. timbits hockey. It's like you guys, you guys did so good. Like you made us so proud. We're all <laughs> bison. It was like kind of weird. Like it's just it. It was like as if somebody you got somebody to give a speech that had never watched basketball or ever been in a 
like a locker room before. Yeah. Sorry, was Howard in the NIT tournament or no? They were in the no, big. They lost in the first round. They got they smacked around. See, that's what I'm saying because when I watched the video, you would have thought they won, <laughs> or or something. The way she was so proud. You guys did so like, all right, Kamala. Like, <laughs> they are grown men. Yeah, they like, lost by thirty to Kansas. And so. that, Let them go the home thing. to their family. I don't know if I want to like hear like as cool as as it is to maybe you know get the vice president in there. Like, I think like. I'm a little hot after those 15, 20 minutes. Like I don't need anyone like cheering me up, like yeah, yeah. Cool off a little bit, maybe like talk to us on the bus or something or later, <laughs> like, but I don't know. I wouldn't be super, uh, super enthusiastic about that. Yeah. I think especially Howard, like, you know, <laughs> one in every 20 years, you're going to make the tournament and you're like trying to relax, take a deep breath. And then all of a sudden you got her like tiptoeing in there. Like, Hey guys, uh, really good job out there today. I would just lose a gasket. I would probably do the Purdue whiteboard situation. Uh, if I was on Howard, which I, I, I never had any chance of being on Howard. So, uh, maybe don't listen to my advice. I did also enjoy Iowa state dropping, <laughs> dropping a 23% from the floor shooting performance. That was just prime wow. March basketball. I know Owen's big on like an, ugly basketball game and uh the low shooting percentages that's kind of your bag yeah it's just to me classic march like the thing i love about march madness is that it's definitely it's like worse basketball in almost every sense than like nba basketball so bad but it's just so exciting because you know the at the end of the game at the end of the game in the nba it's like your margin for error is basically zero because the guys are just going to hit their shots and then that's going to be it. But in college, it's like they'll probably hit 40% of their free throws <laughs> and you could come back. You could erase a nine-point lead in like 45 seconds in, in the tournament. <laughs> no, it's, <laughs> so it's awesome. kind of exciting. It's yeah. awesome because like Owen said, like I think the teams will go like 15 straight shots and they'll all be threes and they'll miss every single one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or a guy will just make a stupid turnover like we saw in the – Furman in the firm, game, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, um, Virginia. West Virginia game, Virginia, um, or, or yeah, sorry, just Virginia. Yeah. Um, so it, it is pretty, it is pretty fun. So it's like really chaotic basketball. There's no real like, <laughs> yeah. like I don't know, like organization to it, or I don't know what the right word is to call it, but uh, yeah. it's definitely. It's almost like a different sport from the NBA, if I'm going to be honest. Oh, yeah. Well, the margins yeah. never get too big either. Because, like, the, the announcers, when you go up 11, they're like, huge lead. It's like, this is like four possessions if things go right. So, I don't <laughs> <laughs> But the margins being so tight, it almost reminds me of, like, when I was a kid playing basketball. I don't know if you guys would, would play in, like, those, you know, 27, 23 showdowns as, like, a really small child when you'd play basketball. But... Those ones, it was life or death on any possession. Cause, well, yeah. Or it's weird because they'll like show their best player and their best player will have like seven points, <laughs> like three for 14. But it's like a big eight points, you know? Yeah. So. <laughs> Timely. They've been big. I think Iowa State was, you know, like the 50-40-90 club, like in the NBA. I think Iowa State as a team dropped the 23-18-57 club <laughs> performance. So that was big. That I really enjoyed that. Um, I, think, I think, Adam, is your bracket doing okay? You've been quiet so far. We'll get more serious basketball talk with Ethan on Thursday, but I want to go to you because I think you had a tough weekend, but I'm not sure. So please confirm that. Um. I mean, I was so Ethan does like the refund for the guy in last place. I was definitely in the running for the first uh, couple of days. 
And I was really excited. Like I was trying to root against my teams and um, kind of, I haven't watched a minute of a game, I'll be honest, but like refreshing Google and checking the scores to see if my teams are losing. But unfortunately, some of my teams are actually doing pretty well. So I'm just going to be like a bottom of the pack, but like not refund worthy. So pretty much the worst case. Scenario. How many of your final four teams are still dancing? Texas and UCLA. So two. Okay. Wow. That's not great. Did you have Arizona and uh, Purdue? Yeah, I had Arizona in the final and Purdue in the final four as well. Well, we'll talk about this with Ethan, but lots of credit to Ethan who sat up here on this show and pretty much every team he said he didn't like got eliminated. Now, I know some of the teams he liked got eliminated, but he did say he wasn't sold on Purdue. He said, don't take Arizona. He said he didn't like Baylor. He had a really good weekend. I mean, it's no surprise. The guy picked the national championship winner last season. Yeah, and I didn't listen to um to yeah. a lot of those picks. I kind of blindly listened to him. I'm not gonna lie, my bracket was just like basically a, a plagiarized version of his, what I assumed his was. But I was just doing whatever I could to get close to the top. There's nothing wrong with that. The only other March Madness thing that has to be discussed, and I don't know if Owen runs runs into this problem as much because I know he's uh, a legal streamer. I won't say illegal, but a legal streamer, an internet yes. streamer. For those who watch in Canada on the TV, that Amazon commercial played oh. a oh. record oh. Wow. number of times. I have seen that commercial 200 times, no exaggeration, in like four days. It's so... Oh my God. <laughs> I, uh, the, first, the first few times I saw it, I was like, okay, like, Amazon commercial, like nothing really wrong with it. And like Phil and I were texting, like the, the song's really catchy. Yeah, like, you look up when you hear it. Because if you're yeah, a cool cat and you're like, oh, what's this? Yeah. yeah, but not only does it play every commercial break, like that's just the lock. It plays like like two times a commercial break, which is just insane. I um, It's a guarantee that you'll see it. It's so bad. They're spamming the hell out of it. And it's really annoying. Like the the common well the other commercial that gets played nonstop is that freaking Austin Matthews RBC commercial which I you that all, one doesn't make you lift your head up though it's true but it the other good thing about it which there isn't a lot good about it but they made like three different versions so you'll get like a like you know it's not like yeah. the same dialogue over and over again that Amazon commercial is just shot for shot the same and they might be the only company with money left the way they run it they just play it literally two times minimum a commercial yeah. break it's insane i've never seen something get that much airtime so it's tough. that one had to be brought up that's a huge bummer but i guess there's other stuff in other sports football namely adam's team got brandon cooks which what a what a blockbuster scooping up brandon cooks three years too late um but i'm sure you're excited like i don't know if he's good or not we have to get everything texans on this summer to kind of give us the uh the lowdown on everything going on with that team. But are you excited to pick him up? He's going to be 30 by week four. He didn't really do much last season, 57 catches, 700 yards, three touchdowns. But I know he was I know, mean, in and out of the lineup, to say the least. Yeah, on the Texans. I mean, from, from what I've been reading, it looks like he's still good. Um, you say like three years too late, but I mean, I don't think 30's that old. I don't know about you, but. I think 30 is pretty good and I'm just going to like, I'm going to be throwing up the bow and arrow in my living room. So the I'm bow right. and arrow. Yeah. When he scores a touchdown, he does the, when was the last time he scored a touchdown? If you look at his, uh, <laughs> if you look at his pro football reference, highlights. 
<laughs> I learned this yesterday. You look at his pro football reference profile. It says Brandon Cooks, and then in brackets, the Archer. <laughs> that's, wow. that's, I'm not kidding. I remember. Air. I remember in like 20. Which team did he break into the league with? Because he's been on Saints. Oh right, okay. And then he went to the Patriots, Rams. Why do I feel then... like he was an Eagle for a bit? Am I wrong? I think he gotta be. Yeah. He's been all over I know, the place. But every he was time he got traded, it was like, whoa. Like, yeah, because he was really <laughs> he another good on the R- RW1? <laughs> <laughs> like on the Saints, he was a rookie and he was six. So. A lot of spell. <laughs> he won the Blitnikoff in 2013. Wow. No kidding. Oregon really? State Beaver yeah. won the Blitnikoff then because that's where he came up. That's crazy. Well, I remember when he came in, he was like very, very like fast and kind of like an explosive player, and he had a great career. I just... It it feels like he's been around so long that I don't know like how much he could possibly have left. I know he's been like in the garage the last couple of years grinding it out with the Texans, but to me like I remember watching him in like multiple Super Bowls with the Patriots like I or, or yeah. with the Rams I think by the end of it. I don't know how much he could possibly have left, but you didn't really I pay that much. I think he's a good compliment to a uh, CD Lamb. Like we're not expecting him to be the guy. Mm. So, I mean, I'm I'm happy. It also shows that the the Arizona people who are like, oh, we're going to get a second for DeAndre Hopkins. Like, no, it's going to be a five and a six, bro. That's exactly what <laughs> you're going to get for DeAndre Hopkins. Relax. There were some other small moves. I did talk to Tony because CJ Gardner-Johnson went to the Lions before we started. Very excited. He said this move shows that Dan has been in the lab this winter. That's what he said. I know Dan makes the GM move. <laughs> yeah, I know. News to me too, but Tony's an insider, so you got to give him some props. I know Mariota went to the Eagles. That's a very Mariota team. I don't like I like that he's just fulfilling a career path along the lines of like where you would rem- think of him playing throughout his career. Oh like, yeah. Eagles, okay. Falcons, it all makes sense. At, at the end Colts next. Yeah, Colts are next. That's a good one too. It'll, Texans eventually loaded up at some point. That one makes sense for him. And then the other one was Mike Gotsicki, maybe the most Bill Belichick player of all time signing with the yeah. Patriots. That's just <clears throat> textbook Patriots. I'm surprised he didn't sign for more money. It was like one year five. I thought Bill was going to give us like one year 20. <laughs> just just the way Bill overpays his tight ends. Like three for 30. John Smith yeah, three for beat. 30 or something. Yeah. <laughs> I would have liked to have seen that too. I guess not to be. The, the, the Carolina Panthers, Alex's new favorite team. Planning yeah. to planning to make their wide receiver room a combination of DJ Chark and Adam Thielen at the one two is is an electrifying decision. I can't say I'm I'm a huge fan of the move, but they did lock up Adam Thielen to a three year <laughs> deal. Okay, <laughs> so That's what I'm talking about? Unleash the Thielen, okay? My guy's <laughs> been a uh, wide receiver two for like his entire career. Played under Stephon Diggs, played under Justin Jefferson. Time to take the reins at uh, wide receiver one now. So um, I think he, he's ready to go. And, uh, you know, maybe they make another trade. Maybe they get some D hop, get some D hop, maybe. That might be nice. Um, maybe get another receiver in the draft. So I'm liking where my Panthers are heading, dude. They're going on a big run, if, if you ask Alex, by the looks of things. I like that you've already penciled in and over for the uh, summer over-unders. I think that's a good that's strategy. Right. That's right. I like that. The other thing I think for the summer over-unders that we should do is put the helmets in the zones as we do the teams, like a ba- yeah. like a base assignment for the season. 
as we go through yeah. them. If we're bringing back, well, that'd be elements. cool. You know, you take a picture at the like in August, yeah, and then just see where where the teams end up, not by, where they uh, were by January. Yeah, last year we had the Rams starting in elite, and they ended it as like an eight week run in poverty. They just couldn't get yeah. out of the poverty zone. So something like that falling up would be good. The other sports things this week before we get to the movie, Michael Jordan looking like he's going to sell the Hornets. And then there was that explosive cowherd take, which is not that saying was, something. Wow. But Can you play that? I don't have it loaded up. Oh, you don't have? Okay. But, well, I mean, he, if you didn't hear it, essentially his his words were, if he didn't have, if he didn't have Scottie <laughs> Pippen and Phil Jackson, he would basically have no career. That was, that was essentially his gone take about so Michael rough. Jordan because he's failed at being a basketball owner. That was pretty much his take. Um I would say fail at being a basketball. I mean, I think he's like like ten or twenty x his investment. I do want to say that. Yeah, but the, the, how much do you give him credit for that though? Like, I mean, a, a rock could have owned the team and it still would have went up by twenty percent where the NBA went since he bought it. Yeah, that's probably true. He dash yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I. Uh, that's like saying like. LeBron didn't. If basketball was never invented, LeBron would be a failure. It's like, um, <laughs> not really sure. You know how to how to talk about that one. So what? Yeah. You know, you Mac start? Jones is much more successful than Michael Jordan. He never owned uh, a NBA team, but he never had to sell one either. The other MJ, Mac Jones. The other MJ. Who else does Colin like? Who else is like? Burrow. Oh, Burrow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Burrow, Burrow, Burrow. Burrow's much more successful than MJ. Yeah, that's no doubt about that. The Charlotte Hornets under Michael Jordan will go down as like one of the... I mean, I don't know that anybody could be successful with the Charlotte Hornets. It's one of those just like franchise money pits that just burns cash by the year. Um, And I know that they, you know, obviously make money, but they've never really... Have they won a playoff series in your life? Like, do you remember? How many many, like playoff appearances did they have in his tenure? I think three. Oh, yeah, because they wow. got – well, I know. Remember one, they got, like, blown out by the heat. Yeah. I remember that one. They were the Bobcats. They had Al Jefferson. Crazy. <laughs> and I was like, they're going five. Like, Al's going to have a game. And uh, and they never did. Don't let Ramon Sessions get hot. white guy. His name was, like, something hot. Oh, okay. Josh I'll... McRoberts. That's who you think. Yeah, of, right? I think it yeah. was Josh McRoberts. Because then he went to the heat later. Yeah, he did. I they think sp- it was – yeah, nice pull, Phil. Exactly. <laughs> he looked really good during the sweep. He were like, yeah. "All right, we know how to keep LeBron. We'll get McBob, dude. That's how we. Yeah. That's how we keep LeBron in down. McBob and Shabazz Napier. That was their off-season plan that year. I remember that well. But they, I mean, that's like up there with the Coyotes. They've just never amounted to anything ever in my life. So credit to them. And then I had a question. I guess this is for Adam, but it could be for Alex too, because. I watch soccer somewhat frequently and I need because Holland's on fire, right? Man City, he's got eight goals in two games, right? But is he considered, I don't know if he is or isn't, but he's putting up stats nobody's ever seen before. Is he considered like the best player in the world right now? Because I feel like (laughs) he isn't, right? No. But he's putting up these stats nobody's ever seen. So how do you quantify that? Because... He's like he's this amazing goal scorer. He's on this great team. He's young. He's getting better, but it feels like nobody considers him as like a elite world athlete. Well, really. 
I think he's the best striker in the world right now. I think everyone agrees on that. But, um, I mean, he gets a lot of hate for just scoring tap-ins and being in the right place at the right time and stuff. But, I mean, I feel like if you understand soccer, you know that you can't just, like, be on the field and score eight goals in two games. So, I mean, he's definitely the best striker in the world, but I feel like you... He doesn't do anything other than score goals that makes people think he's like one of the best in the world right now. But he he'll probably get there eventually, and he's just kind of like the perfect player in the perfect situation right now. So respect to him. But like, how does he contribute in other ways? If that's his it's kind of like creatively, he doesn't really contribute to the build up, or he doesn't beat people one on one and stuff like that. He just gets on the end of passes and he scores them. I'm trying to think of like someone that we could compare like i don't know maybe like harden if he if he never like <laughs> got a pass like a passing game as well like he's like kyle corver prime kyle corver well kyle corver knew his role though so don't 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 hate on kyle corver <laughs> but i don't know like james right like james never played any defense like he got a lot of hit on his defense and like say like he wasn't a passer which he's overhated because he plays for city and uh, I think that's part of it. If he didn't play for City, I think people would think he was one of the best players in the world. And if he wasn't Swedish, like it's kind no of way. a meme with soccer. Where, you know, they put the flag and they change his name to like the English name, the Brazilian name. Oh, like if yeah, he was yeah. if he was like James Hall or something, like he would be <laughs> unbelievable. Earl Hall. <laughs> Earl Hall. <laughs> 160 million pounds but yeah i've been seeing a lot of hate i like after yeah. he scored the the five goal game people are like oh he's just scoring top ins i'm like if it's that easy why doesn't every striker just do this but that's yeah. what i'm saying like i don't know like what more could he do then because like nobody's nobody's <laughs> scoring five goal or eight goals in two games i think i think when it's all said and done people are gonna appreciate it okay. but they just want to hate right now i think i think because it almost looks too easy yeah, he makes and then it people look easy. aren't like, especially Premier League fans aren't used to people coming from like um, inferior leagues, quotation yeah. marks, and just dominating the Premier League. I think that's why everyone's so like irked about him coming in and just scoring eight goals and, in two games because it's not supposed to be that easy. And because they're not even winning, so they're yeah. kind of like, oh, like, like he's not even <laughs> like they're not even winning the league, like. <laughs> I don't it's like, Colin, dude, this like, is we your have fault, Saka. bro. Why, who cares about that guy? I guess so. Huh. Something to think about. Uh, quick thing before the movie. I came up with this thing I wanted to do because I, I was thinking a lot about the color green. Because St. Patrick's Day, I mean, you know, it's a big thing. If you don't wear green type beat. And I know I saw some somewhere do this before, but I made my own list. And it's a 16-man bracket of the best things that are the color green. And I just need okay. you guys to vote on it to determine which one's actually the best one. And this is a okay. good spot for me to do the q and I'll throw in a vote for the people. They can write in what they think is the best one. But I'll throw you into this bracket. Just best thing that's the color green, 1 versus 16, money versus broccoli. 16 is broccoli, 1 is money. You just give me the re- feedback on which one advances. Okay, money, yeah. <laughs> that's easy. I knew it was broccoli. What what do you like about broccoli? Just like doesn't really cause any problems. Oh, yeah, oh I respect that. Sure. More money, more problems. I'm go with money. More yeah. broccoli, no problems. <laughs> yeah. All right, money got the pass there. Uh, although Owen's vote was inspired. I really yeah, like that, that one. That was strong. Thank you. 
Uh, number eight seed is having a green light, and number nine seed is limes. Limes. Green light, green light. Wow, tough, tough scene for Owen getting outvoted 2-1 on the ball. The green light, to me, is not as satisfying. I don't know, like, when I pull, I like, it, it doesn't, like, no, it doesn't, like, awesome. hit different to me it, when I pull up turn. and it's green. It's <laughs> green light goes turn. on. It's kind of like when you're, when you're going west through downtown and, you, and it's, it's like green, 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 green. <laughs> Holy. <laughs> okay, green light passes. This is the people side. Uh, the five seed is Shrek. The 12 seed is Mike Mazowski. Oh, Mike Mazowski. <laughs> Yeah, it's got to be Mike clears by a mile. Oh, yeah. Well, they, I don't see Mike Mazowski night at National on 10th. Exactly. Though. That's what I was going <laughs> to say. <laughs> Although, if there was, that would be lit, though. I would well, love I'd them. go to that. <laughs> <laughs> they got all the doors, like in the actual movie. That would be sick if they yeah, could yeah, set yeah. that up, if they had unlimited money. Uh, the four seeds, Baby Yoda. The 13 seeds, The Grinch. Baby Yoda. Yeah, Grinch. I'll go with Baby Yoda. Wow, Owen is not getting the luck of the draw today. <laughs> getting bodied. <laughs> what do you like about the Grinch, dude? I thought this one was an easy Yod. Uh, it's just more like more like classic. All right. Okay. I don't. I don't. The think... Grinch is mean. Yeah. Baby Yoda is like Hasbulla. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I've never seen the any show that has the Baby Yoda in it either. All right, fair yeah. enough. What about regular yeah. Yoda? Would you have put through regular Yoda? Yeah. Oh, okay. I like, I like some regular Yoda. So you're an ageist. Okay, all right. Um, <laughs> I have a nature division, which is the three-seed grass against four seed, 14 seed cactus. Grass? Yeah. Yeah. Grass. I'm not really familiar with cactuses, so. Well, it tastes good. If you've ever had the the cactus fruit, it's really good. Oh, I thought you were talking about oh, grass. Sorry, I thought you were talking about grass. So. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I was like, are you a dog? Like, what are you what are you doing <laughs> in the grass? I think grass might be my sneaky pick to win the whole thing, dude. I love green oh, grass. Oh no, it can't win the whole thing. Uh, I guess not. Maybe <laughs> I guess having a green lights, you're getting Adam's vote the whole way through. Uh, I had trees as the six seed, eleven seed weed. Weed trees. Uh, trees. Yeah, I'll go with trees. All right. Just a test question there. (laughs) (laughs) Another miscellaneous division. The seventh seed is a leprechaun, and the ten seed is a camo uniform. Camo. (laughs) Support the troops. Yeah, yeah, camo. Well, that one wasn't meant to be a trick question, but it kind of ended up being it. The leprechaun got passed up. And then the two seed, the Oakland A's fitted against the number 15 seed, the Nickelodeon Slime. Oakland A's fitted. I'm going to go fitted. It might be the best one, the Oakland A's fitted. Yeah. I know Owen's got one. I do have like, one. Yeah, lots of people have. I'm going to get myself one. Adam didn't make a vote, but I'm just guessing. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, it already passed through. All right, then we have the easy part. Money against green light. Money. Green light. Green light, man. Green light, just so awesome. I can't believe there's this much praise for the green light. I really can't believe that this one's going to go all the way. But I don't see, I don't see it getting passed up anymore because of my turn. I think that my turn is going to propel it to the finish line. Um, then we had Mike Wazowski against Baby Yoda. Mike Wazowski. Mike. Baby Yoda. Eat. Mike gets Cringe. the job. Cringe. Adam yeah. Cope. Uh, nature, 
We had grass against trees. Trees. Grass by a mile. Trees. Wow. Wow. That is slander. I would have had grass as my easy number one. There is something so nice about grass. And then Oakland A's fitted against camo uniform, which I'll just change to color camo so there's not pressure to, you know, support the troops and push it to the finish line. (laughs) Camo. Oakland A's fitted. I'm going fitted too. So then in the final four, we got green light against Mike Mazowski. Green light, light, dude. My turn. Huh? (laughs) My turn. It's a green light. Adam, what are you saying? (laughs) Green light. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, let's do it. Green light. (laughs) Even though Mike Wazowski is pretty awesome. (laughs) And then trees against the fitted to take on the uh, green light in the finals. Trees. Wait, what happened to money? Money got bounced. Money got eliminated by green light. Yeah, I'm going trees. Mm. I'll go trees. What? Over the fitted? He forgot. Actually, I'll otherwise. go fitted. I'll go fitted. That was a quite tough one, though. So it's a trees green light final. Green light. It's my turn. Green. <laughs> my turn. I'll give trees a respect vote. <laughs> green light won the bracket. Congratulations to green light. Best thing that's green, my turn, is the green light. Anyway. Let's do the movie. Sound of Metal. Good movie. I liked it. Owen, what do, you, what do you give it? What do you like about it? I gave it, I will give it a 7 out of 10. I like the main character. I thought he was really, at least I thought he was good. Like it was a good performance. And I liked the message of the story. Uh, but to be honest with you, the issue I had, I just didn't think it was like like that compelling of a story overall. Like I think... They made the best with the ingredients they had, but the ingredients weren't like the the best, you know. Like, and there's nothing I can really say about the movie. Like, not a lot of stakes. Yeah, yeah like, no, no there like, much. Stake. I can't say I can't say like they didn't do this well or they screwed this up. I'm just saying, like, you know, the story was just it was it was good, solid. Not not no, it didn't blow me away. Yeah, I'm sort of in the same boat as you. I liked it. I thought it was really well done. Like like you said, you can't say they did anything poorly. My issue with it is I just didn't connect with the main character at all. I just didn't really, you know, I couldn't really relate to him. I feel like the yeah. furthest thing in my life I was away from being was like a rock and roll, like metal drummer. Like that's not something that was ever in my aspirations really. Um, no offense to those that are, it just wasn't in my cards. You know, I just play the deck that I was dealt and, you know, I, I felt like if I was him, I maybe would have, you know, at the time, if I was, if I'm putting myself in his shoes, I would have picked up on how good this, this deaf thing was for me at the clinic with the boys. And I would have stayed there. That's what I would have done if I was him in his shoes. Easy to say now, because I know the message of the story is like, you know, you don't know how good you have it. Sometimes you can, you know, things can get messed up. And the hearing, we can get into it later. But anyway, Adam, you should give your take too before we start doing another lap. Yeah, um, I'm kind of same as Owen, seven out of 10. I kind of really, like, I really liked the movie and like the the way they went about it. Like, I thought it was interesting to kind of like, I don't know, make us feel deaf and uh, kind of put us in his shoes a bit. I think it worked. Um, 
My only issue is it was kind of like you could kind of see what was coming. Like it was kind of obvious mm. and um, not my favorite thing in movies, but you kind of like as soon as he got it put in and like even before he got it put in, like, I don't know if you guys have ever tried one of those. There was a girl in my uh, elementary school who had one of those and I tried it on and like it doesn't sound good. And I, it's like, you know that he's going to get it and he's not going to like it. And he's going to want to go back. And um, I know I just kind of saw it coming, but I think um, I think it was really good. <laughs> I love Quincy Tarantino Adam to the finish. I love line. Adam acting like some people were like, hey, he might just get it. And then that's just the end of the movie. He's just hearing better and that's it. <laughs> I don't think so. you figured it out. Boom, Everyone he's back. I'm just, the band started well, I'm not again. saying I figured it out. That's why I'm saying it was kind of predictable. Like I think most people, you know, like <laughs> you it was it was kind of obvious that that was gonna happen. Raw. Okay. I but love, the way they went about it was pretty good. I love Quentin Tarantino Adam, dude. This is my All new right. favorite angle. That was sick. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was gonna ride it out till the end. Um <laughs> but uh yeah, I thought I per, like yeah I I I like the movie a lot more I think um than the rest I I I'd probably give it like uh like a good nine out of ten um I just thought uh, for me the story was really interesting I thought that um I liked the message to me at the end which was just kind of um I think like being at peace with yourself and just sort of like acceptance I think um with with what you have right so. I think it was really hard for him to over like come to the conclusion that he was deaf, right? And that his hearing was deteriorating rapidly. And obviously like the impacts that would have on someone that's in a career in music and obviously music's a big part of his life. So losing that aspect. And then um, I thought it was interesting, right? Like, like Phil said, when he goes to that like center uh, clinic place or makes those friends and makes those connections and, um, and then kind of just decides to leave in the end to because I mean, I'm sure they thought about possibly getting those implants too, right? I mean, maybe right, because like it's not like he was some like rich guy that he just kind of just sold his RV, right? And then yeah, um got the money for those implants. So it's not like he he was too much different from them. He just kind of didn't believe in that um in that moment. Um, and then seeing him go and get the surgery and everything, and then obviously being disappointed with what the end result was. And then for me personally, I thought that ending to the movie is one of the better ones I've 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 ever seen. Um, I just like all the chaos of like sitting on the park bench in the city, not being able to enjoy the little things. Um, something as like as beautiful as like a church um, was just so chaotic and so disruptive. Um, and then him just taking it off and then being able to like to finally, you know, enjoy, enjoy those like smaller. I, I like the ending. My sort of take on the ending was him being like, like, I should have listened to that guy. Like, I should have just stayed there because he was talking about how when he's able to sit down and just stare and he, he you know, he can't hear anything and he's able to just think to himself and be at peace with himself. Like, that's where he found his his joy it wasn't through you know music or anything like that anymore like my take well, was that he had to listen to he realized that in that moment he should have listened to that guy and well and the guy's name, think... the guy at the i think his name was joe his mentor or whatever you want to call it um was um like he even told him himself it's like the problem isn't your hearing the problem is in here it's inside your head mm -hmm. so once you kind of get past that 
um, then you'll be able to kind of exactly what Phil said was to kind of get over that. And then, um, and then, well, he also said like, when you, he was like, when you wake up early, like, what do you do? Like, what, like, how does it go? He explains, he like tells him what he does. And then he's like, do you ever just like sit there? And he's like, no. And so he's like that mo- those moments of stillness are like the moments where he, he like connects with like God basically is what the guy said. Yeah. And so I think at the end, it wasn't that he was like regretful of like, I wish I should have stayed like, Oh, I should have gone back to this guy. It was more just like he found peace. kind In of the stillness. I don't think there was any regret. I think he just found his moment of stillness. Well, I think, yeah, I agree with you, but I also think that the situation he was in was a better situation for him. That's what that, that's what I, I took it as like him being like, I found this moment of stillness. If I had listened to this guy earlier, maybe I would have found it somewhere else. I mean, I better to have found it at all than not found it, but I sort of took it that way. I don't know if that was me trying to paint something that I didn't happen, but just, that was my understanding. I feel like that was the good thing about the ending though, is it was very open to interpretation on what you wanted to think. I mean, obviously it's, just a guy sitting there in silence. Exactly. I think you could have interpreted it a bunch of different ways. Um, so, yeah, that's that's obviously the good part about the ending. Yeah. What did you think about Lou? Did Lou just move on? Yeah, I think she's she, kind of done. Like, I think it's like, I just think after you, you, you kind of, well, and, and their relationship was kind of sad too, right? Because he's like begging her to, to you know, you got to wait for me. You got to wait for me. Um, and then he just kind of shows up at her doorstep in Paris, right? If I remember correctly, they have a few intimate moments, right? But it doesn't really amount to like an extension of the relationship or anything or a continuation of it. Um, So I think she kind of just left him because it's tough to reconnect after being away so long. She's kind of a different person now, right? She's totally out of her. Yeah. She doesn't even look like. someone different at this point. Mm -hmm. She's speaking a different language. She doesn't even look like she did. I think that, yeah, I think she just moved on. I mean, it'd be really hard to not to go personal here, but it would be really hard to like stay with somebody after that, that big of a change in their life. Like if you're not there for it, if you're just omnipresent, like you're there on the email. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, they were just like, I mean, I don't, they were just like, bye, like see you later. Like we'll reconnect some other time. But like, like, like Phil said, I think that's such a big change. Like you should kind of be there with that person. Yeah. I mean, I think I agree. I think she was important for him because she helped him overcome his addiction and like helped him get the help he needed with his deafness. But uh, ultimately she wasn't the best for him long-term. So I think it was like the idea ultimately was that for like those four years and for the time after the, after he had his addiction and whatever and overcame it, Lou was his source of happiness and his in a lot in a large a large part and his source of contentment and his source of joy. And so it was necessary for him to let her go and for her to like go her own way because he needed to find peace like within himself, um, regardless of anybody else, even if it was Lou who he loved a lot. Like he had to realize that he was content with how he was yeah. independent of Lou. So that's why I think it was important for that to happen. Otherwise, it's like, yeah, you can have a moment of stillness, but if you're still, if the thing with Lou isn't tied up, if there's not a bow on that, then there's not really a satisfactory ending. It doesn't really make sense. Yeah, I think you swung me there. I think you're right. I think that that's why it was structured that way. 
Adam, did you want to like? Are you in the segment game this week, or what's the situation like? Um, like I didn't. Well, to be fair, <laughs> raw, raw. To be fair, I didn't think this was a segment movie for me personally. Uh, I didn't actually either. I, I mean, was we don't need to do segments. Because <laughs> I, I was like, this wait. wasn't a segment movie. For I was like, me. wait, I need segments. I guess you're right. This wasn't really. I could cook up. An, I could cook something up off the dome. Yeah, like I have a couple like rough ideas. Just, One of them just was throw them out there, and we'll we'll segment segment it up. Favorite tattoo, and mine was the no on the hand. I like no. I thought <laughs> that was sick. Shout out to the actor too. He was great. I thought. I thought he was really good. I like I love no tattoo Owen. That's a good pick for you. I just that would be that would I mean especially in a situation that could come in handy. No. What did you think of the girl's tattoo? She had a tattoo? I don't the know. The girl that the other girl that got one on her shoulder that he gave her that he drew for her? Oh, yeah, that was not my choice of tattoo personally. <laughs> that that wouldn't have been on my bucket list to get done. I'll go my favorite tattoo is the the please kill me across the chest. <laughs> okay. oh, <laughs> Somebody was fuck. daring to pick that one. I don't know. It it's just, you know, it's very um it's strong. Explicit. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's it's direct. Yeah. I also like the underwear, just the boxer, the boxer briefs on his shoulder. That was oh, a that good was one. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. What'd you think of his hair? I I, I love the blonde hair. Yeah. yeah. I thought you guys would like it, dude. And then I I, I like the buzz better. But I think it's like kind of like a I think it's I've seen this like in multiple movies where like if the character's kind of wild, if they're trying to make him sound like kind of a seem like kind of a bad boy, they bleach his hair. Like yeah. that's, I don't know why why that is, but I've seen it in multiple movies where it's like a they'll have a dark haired actor, this guy who's naturally dark haired, and then like oh he's like a crazy rebel. It's bleached hair. It's always bleached. And then they try, also say they did lose eyebrows to match the uh, hair. Six oh, scene in the movie was um, him smashing that donut. <laughs> Just going. I've never seen a donut <laughs> smashed up. I don't know yeah, if I'm alone. That was the first for me. But I was like, really? Like it kind of like crumbles like sand. Like I thought it would yeah. maybe break off into little pieces. I, I guess it like, I don't know. It's not exactly like chew, like chewy. So I don't know why I thought that, but I just picked it Have you guys seen differently. Nightcrawler with Jake Gyllenhaal? Yeah. He he was in that, hey? He was the sidekick. The guy was like, I just need a job. And then he, in Nightcrawler. I was saying His Night- name's also I, Riz. Oh, Riz Ahmed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Riz, Riz. Riz. Riz, Riz. Riz, sorry. Rizwan. Rizwan. Yeah. Raw. Raw. That's true. I, I love full basketball team name. Full, I love full government name, Adam. <laughs> Adam's like, you need the social security and date of birth. I got that too. Raw Rizwan. He was a he, handsome cat. There's no other way to say it. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. He yeah. was hot. <laughs> he was a hottie dude. Expect like no, no, yeah. I don't want to yeah. go deeper into this, but when he was doing the push-ups at the beginning, I was like, this guy's a man missile, dude. There's no other way to say it. And they'd love to take his shirt off. Oh. Oh. Shirt off the entire movie. If yeah. you're a guy like that, though, with the tattoos and the bleached hair, you go around your house shirtless. I mean, I was surprised he wasn't like with the boys at the clinic doing it, dude. Adam. Where was he on the social class of beanies? <laughs> oh. <laughs> what was his social class on the beanies? Like, where does he rank on social status? Um, he he was keeping it pretty tight. Hey, I I think he was. Um, I mean, he's kind of at the in between where you can't tell if he's homeless or a CEO. <laughs> <laughs> okay, respect, respect. So I don't know. He was. I thought he 
kept it pretty classy. It was a pretty yeah. classy beanie. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I mean, kind of the question of the movie, not something I thought of. Those things are no hearing at all. What do you what do you prefer? Because I feel like as difficult as it was to to uh, go from full hearing to that, I still feel like I mean it it would I would use them if I was him. I wouldn't. I don't know. I don't think I could. I just thought it was probably, so tough that whole like however long he had it in in the movie. The twenty minutes was really tough. I mean, to if you, to that. you can't even like mute it or anything, like dude. Yeah, when those I bells mean, are going, like, oh, how much money you need? Like, yeah, I'm definitely not. Like, I don't know if it's even worth it. You know, I well, like- that was what scared me. Is I was like, wow, imagine if I'm that guy and I'm spending eighty k. And I, I get the thing, and it's like that, dude. That would be horrible. Oh, that was a tough scene, dude. Well, I felt that was brutal. bad because, fuck, like, why didn't he trial it or something? <laughs> like, there's got to be, like, a trial. On Amazon Prime? Yeah, like, a seven-day free trial. Or, like, I just feel like when you're paying 80K, bro, there can't be no guessing as to what you'll be actually hearing. <laughs> yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that's facts. Like, the company or whatever should have done a better job to be like, hey, this is how your hearing's going to be, you know? Well, so they can't really explain that. How would you even put it into words? What? Well, it wasn't just the hearing aids. It was like the imp- he needed the implants. Like it was like a two part. True, thing. true. Yeah, true. So it would have been tough. I know to it's hard, but <laughs> what yeah. he needed to do like open head surgery to like get them in. <laughs> it's like open head surgery trial. Like this is just <laughs> yeah. a trial. Yeah, it's we'll, take them out after. We'll do a part two. And yeah, them. and remove yeah. if you don't like. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say bigger flex at the end of the movie um or i guess there's only one flex at the end of the movie when the subtitles came up for french you're like oh don't need them i love that feeling i always even though i don't really like i can take like one out of every three words (laughs) yeah yeah. i I still am like (laughs) no no no, i get it i get it like i like i I, like pretend i know you know what i'm saying same here same here (laughs) i i i pretend i know so i'll get like I'll get like 30% of the conversation. Yeah, my same. parents always ask me, they're like, you you know what he's saying? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then they're like, what's he saying? I'm like, what? Oh, I'm still listening. Like, relax. <laughs> it's like, yeah, he's talking to the end isn't finished. He hasn't gotten his thought off. I'll yeah. hear like one, it'll be like, say. And I'm like, I know that one. Like, well, like <laughs> let's walk in for the next one. Like, <laughs> je. Yeah. Oh, I know that one. Oh. And then you just keep going down the line. So that's right. That is a big flex on that one. Oh, I also wanted to say that house, Lou's dad's house, oh. gorgeous house. Oh, I, wow. I was watching it with, with the old lady and she was losing her mind. It's like the nicest house I've ever seen. It is. Like it was with, a the, with the forest in the back. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, oh. that party looked uh, top notch, top <laughs> yeah, level. I class. wish I was there. The inside. I mean, when it, that little like kitchen right in front of the patio, it, that has never not worked in a house ever. That yeah. is a yeah. banger. Yeah. Yeah, and the Talk all about glass. entertaining your guests. I mean, <laughs> the all glass is big, mm-hmm. beautiful home, beautiful. Just loved home. it. You could tell by the entrance, like with the latch and the tall door, it looked like like a old house. Yeah, yeah. I so thought it's got some history. I thought it was like, character. It could have been like a uh, like a business with the entrance. That oh, yeah, but. Pretty sweet. I don't know why Lou would ever leave that, to be honest, for the, the bum life. Yeah, for the RV. Not yeah. really my speed either. But yeah. oh, I like the movie. I'll give it a 7.8. I'll give it a 9. I really liked it. Still like it. 
And sevens from the other boys. Good movie. I think in terms of the power rankings right now, for me, personally, Sunshine, now that we're through four. Really? Sunshine at one. This one at two. Puss in Boots at three. The Train at four. That's what my Retweet, personal Phil. rating is going to be. Yeah, mine's exactly the same. I'll go Sound of Metal, Puss in Boots, Bullet Train, Sunshine. <laughs> Alex really hated Sunshine, which actually, it celebrated its uh, 19th anniversary today. I saw that on Twitter. Really? Oh, cool. Yeah, Sunshine. Huh. We were just a week yeah, off. Yeah, that was a good recommendation, Sunshine. Yeah. That was really good. That's why you got two cracks at it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Are you gonna give your rankings or? Oh, uh, mine are the same as yours. Oh, sunshine, okay. Sunshine boots, train, sunshine boots, this and then train. Oh, so different oh. than mine. Raw. <laughs> Wait, what? Is that not what you said? I had a different. They had ranking. sound of metal at second. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah, I have boots at second. Boots I was liked good. Boots. Boots was good. Boots is great. Second watch, even better. And the I fact really that you know, it. train at four. I didn't dislike train. You know. We Me all, neither. Train was good. Yeah. Train was great. Train was a fun watch for the boys movie. Yeah. yeah. That's all you can ask for, really. So we'll see where Oh Brother, Where Art Thou stacks up with this on Monday. And is I'm, this a bit of a lighter movie, Owen? Because the last yeah. two have been a little heavy. It is lighter. Heavy. I can give you a bit of a, 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 a preview. So it's with it's got Clooney. Oh, and nice. the idea is it, it's a really weird movie. That's what the Coen brothers are known for. It's kind of weirder movies. Um, and it's, uh, you know, Homer, Homer's Odyssey, like that yeah. old Greek, uh, yeah. epic. Nope. It's, uh, it's like a twist, like a remake of that, but it's based in like old, the old South. Oh, so, very cool. It's a very, very light. Movie. Sounds light. It actually is really light. It's not, it's <laughs> not like, it's like, we're not watching 12 years of slave. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. <laughs> I was worried it might be in a bit of like a Django Unchained situation where it's like, this is <laughs> no. just. Sounds good, dude. I'm looking forward to it. That'll be fun. So we get to pencil yeah. that in. We'll talk about some Sweet 16 with Ethan on um, on Monday. Yeah, th- sorry, on Thursday. That's right. Um, or Friday, I guess. Yeah, Friday for the people. <laughs> tough. Third try. I've had a tough showing today. I've left some real points on the board throughout my performance. I feel like... Uh, I feel like the striker that just can't tap one in today. It's tough, but I was really excited for it to be here today. I know Owen spent some time in Calgary this weekend. Yeah, my uh, so my my girlfriend met my parents this weekend. Wow, big, it was like kind of. This a is a major deal. personal corner. Like <laughs> I mean, major. I heard. Uh, is that all you're gonna share? You heard uh, what Adam? Wait, how'd it go? I love what Adam Schefter. Adam, I heard. <laughs> It went really well. I mean, she's really nice. Uh, she's very like. I mean, you. Yeah, it was good. My mom. She was good. It was good. Very good. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that, Owen. That's yeah, awesome. It was good. Congrats. I enjoyed it. That's. It's never easy. Bringing up. It actually was pretty time. easy. I thought. Maybe, right. it, maybe it's, I'm sure it was harder <laughs> right. for her, but for for me, it was pretty, it was quite easy. Get dunked on, Alex. That's yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Owen's like six and zero today. Owen's <laughs> been bodying b- people. He is on a hot streak, dude. That's hype. Congratulations. Good meeting. That's great news. I'm happy to see that. I don't know I anything about what Adam did this weekend. It was a total mystery <laughs> to me, which is usually not the case. Um, I know nothing right. about what you did. So, like, just give me like a two minute sampler. 
Yesterday, I um, had my iron ring ceremony. Oh, um, that's right. Oh, congrats. Now I do know what you did. That's right. Oh, he's wearing oh, it. Oh, my God. Today, I reffed a little for, like, youth provincials, and then I did my fitness test, and then I came here. That was a good sign. Uh, are you fit? I did not pass my fitness test. What? Uh-oh. Heat. I pulled my quad and during my first sprint, so I dropped oh, out. Oh, classic injury. Oh. Yeah. Did you fake because you knew you were going to fail? No, I think I'm actually like more fit than I've ever been right now, but Wrong. I don't know. I was sprinting too hard. Classic. I ran a 5.140 meter with a pulled quad. Like I pulled it probably like uh, 80% in, so pretty wow. quick. Not a big deal. Can you say John yeah. Ross? I mean, that's like if you put in 40-yard dash equivalent, that's like a 4.8, 4.9 maybe. So that's like not the worst. I think a 4.8. So you're almost what, like two tenths away from Stetson Bennett? Yeah, I ran a four eight, I guess. What does Stetson Bennett run? Didn't you run like a four six five or something like that? Exactly. And Adam kind of has similar hair to Stetson Bennett. But he were he uh, we do a two point stance so that we can uh, add some shave some time off for that. We also wear running shoes, not cleats. So I mean, if you give me the ideals, I may be the same as him. Mm, I see. We'll be... I, I worked uh, all weekend, so there you go. Let's I go. Raw, t- raw trip to the personal corner there. I like it, too. <laughs> not, not, much, uh, not much to say there. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Well, we'll be back on Friday with Ethan, and then we got Oh Brother, Where Out Thou on the 27th. So pencil that in. We'll be back. Have a good start to your week. People talk to you then.